As I literally wrote they should last October, Meta has launched a competitor to Twitter that's so similar you'd be forgiven for confusing the two based on screenshots. Threads, as Meta's Twitter rival is called, uses Instagram as its foundation, cleverly bypassing the cold start problem and giving most new users a pre-built network from minute zero. Threads actually runs a similar decentralized approach to those taken by Mastodon and Blue Sky under the hood, but most users wouldn't know and probably don't care, which gives it another leg up when it comes to wide adoption. It's also backed by Meta's deep tech stack and expertise, which should result in more reliability and some experience, albeit good and bad, when it comes to thorny issues like how to moderate an active and busy real-time social network. The big question now is, can Zuck's Twittergram stand the test of time and become more than just the hottest new thing? We'll see, but it certainly looks to be off to a good start. I'm Daryl Etherington, and this is the TechCrunch Podcast, where we talk about the top stories in tech with the people who cover them. Today, you're in for a treat because Taylor Hatmaker and Morgan Sung are talking about the newest Twitter dupe, Threads. Morgan, thank you for joining us. We are here today to talk about Threads, which is Meta's answer to Twitter's recent chaos. Meta finally launched its Twitter competitor yesterday after a lot of anticipation. It dropped yesterday afternoon, and we've been um, sorting through the chaos and wreckage ever since. (laughs) Yeah, it's been rough on Twitter. It's been, it's been a bad time. Yeah. Do you want to like talk a little bit about what's been going on? Were you on Twitter over the weekend with all like the I was stuff that went down with rate limiting? Yeah. Maybe explain that a little bit. Yeah. So over the weekend, people started getting these messages from Twitter, like error messages that said rate limit exceeded. And then Elon Musk said that everyone would only be able to view 600 tweets a day temporarily. Yeah, it was 600. And then verified accounts would be allowed to view more, but you need an account to view any tweet whatsoever. And so obviously people were mad because so much of the joy of Twitter is, you know, sending tweets to other people and then being able to read them and get the joke and laugh and not actually have to commit to making an account. So people were already like pretty peeved at Twitter and barely even using it. I got hit with a rate limit exceeded. And the few tweets I did get to see this weekend were all people being like, find me on Spill, find me on Blue Sky, find me on Master, find me on one of the million Twitter alternatives, you know? Totally. Yeah, the timing is just kind of perfect. Like, to set the scene, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Twitter chaos has been going on for a long time. But, like, this weekend with people being like, okay, I'm on Twitter and I literally can't do the thing that Twitter is for, which is, like, mm-hmm. looking at tweets. And Meta is, like, so cold-blooded. Of course, they, like, wade into this and they're like, okay, here's, like, our, like, direct Twitter clone. It looks identical because Meta's clones always look identical, you know, and they are just like, okay, we're actually going to give you these. When the app kicked off, they actually give you these little notifications in Instagram. It's very tied into Instagram. So they are just, like, pushing just, like, tons and tons and tons of people over to the new app, which is literally a direct Twitter clone. Like, by now, Mm -hmm. I think the last update from Mark Zuckerberg was 30 million signups have happened, and it's been out for, like, substantially less than 24 hours at this point. Right, exactly. I mean, it looks exactly like Twitter. I don't think it's really developed its own like subculture yet the way that other Twitter clones have. Like this is, people are just like, no, this is new Twitter. I will say though, I think the fact that signing up is so easy and so integrated with Instagram has made it like even more popular. Like you don't have to make a whole new account. You don't have to like add your email. All you have to do is link your Instagram account and immediately like you will start following people that you follow on Instagram and everyone who follows you on Instagram will follow you. So there's no like having to rebuild your audience, having to like start from scratch. It's like, no, you're, this is just an extension of Instagram. Totally. I think that's like something that's so shrewd again that Meta's done. I mean, it's hard to like compliment Meta. They like mm-hmm. literally directly ripped off somebody else's product like they've done again and again over the course of years. But I mean, they're playing it really smart. They're like, okay, like, we'll just like, you know, put you in a little lifeboat, take you over from Instagram, we'll give you a little tour. Now you're in the other app. 
And there are so many people in it. And it, it's just wild uh, how smooth that onboarding is. And I think we're seeing how well it's working. But the other result, I think you and I chatted a little bit about this earlier, is that there's like kind of a weird thing happening where we're like, okay, it's literally Twitter. We're all acting like it's literally Twitter. And people are being like a bit unhinged right now, like they were in the earlier days of Twitter. But your followers and the people you interact with on Instagram sometimes are quite different than the people you interact with on Twitter, at least from my experience. Yeah, absolutely. For me, at least, like the people I interact with on Twitter are my like weird little internet friends who I've been following for years and have never met in person. And Instagram for me is like for people I do know in real life. You know, I think like I and most people on the internet do compartmentalize our personalities (laughs) a bit um, across social media apps just because Instagram's a bit more broad and it's so image-based that, you know, you kind of are encouraged to portray like this curated version of yourself that you don't really have to commit to on Twitter or any other like Twitter alternative. Totally. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I wrote a piece kind of about this this morning, but as Threads does develop its culture, again, it's been less than 24 hours. So anyone who's (laughs) like, this is what it's like on Threads is just like making stuff up. Like there is no, it's just chaos over there. There's no culture. It takes months and years to establish that kind of thing usually. Mm -hmm. But you know, Instagram is so different. The, The thing that makes Instagram like useful, I won't say special, but useful is like very different than what makes Twitter unique and what made Twitter entertaining over the years. Instagram is like, has so much focus on like polish and curation and like it's really hard to have like a kind of chaotic deranged personality over there i mean there's like meme accounts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but generally the content that prevails is like extremely curated and very polished and like how that's going to translate into a mostly text-based app is going to be like very interesting to see i think Right. I mean, like that culture of something so curated and polished is so pervasive that we have something called Instagram face where everyone wants to like look the same because that's what they see on Instagram. And so you have to wonder if people are going to do the same thing with like this Twitter alternative where people are making the same jokes because it's what everyone else is doing. I think also like on Twitter, you're encouraged. There is a sense of anonymity, anonymity. I can't. Say it's it. a hard word. You can be anonymous. <laughs> I know you can be anonymous on Twitter if you wanted to. You can have alt accounts like I'm writing about this now. And like you can be faceless and still post your lewds and no one will know who you are. But, you know, Meta has all of your information. <laughs> like You have to link an Instagram account to have threads. And so that sense of I think like that is going to hold people back from that sort of uninhibited, like deranged posting that exists on Twitter. Totally. I think that's totally right. And it's going to be interesting to watch that develop over time. I mean, something else like, you know, Instagram is like a place where people kind of like build like landing pages for their personal brands and for lots of things, too. You know, obviously, it's very company friendly. That's like what the story I wrote this morning was about. I think Meta is smart enough to be like, hey, all of these brands are like very weirded out by what's happening on Twitter. So like, what if we built a little like Mm -hmm. gave them all little life preservers and they could come over to this other thing we built. And it's like such a smooth transition if you're like Wendy's and like literally Wendy's is already on threads like roasting McDonald's because like, (laughs) of course they are like, it's just like they're just doing the same thing they do on Twitter on the same shtick. But they're like, okay, like you already have an Instagram account, you're a corporation, cool. Like you're on threads, you're basically plugged in already. It's effortless. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that you don't have to rebuild a whole following. Anyone who follows Wendy's on Instagram is already going to see Wendy's like in its witty little banter with McDonald's. That's going to be pretty easy and pretty smooth. I will say I feel bad for all the social media managers of the world, though. Like another another platform for them to juggle. <laughs> I know. I was kind of hoping, I mean, just like because I feel like social media managers are often like not low level employees, but like maybe not given the recognition and like you know, compensation that they're due given how hard and nuanced a job it is. But maybe they're like relieved. They're like, okay, at least like a company that we know is going to continue to exist for the next five years is like made a Twitter alternative. And I could just like go over there and like have a little rest. You know, I'm just going to put my content in the one place and just like hope this is what prevails. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I do think it's going to be super brand friendly. I don't know that it's going to be super user friendly. I mean, this is kind of my whole spiel about 
uh, Meta and Facebook, generally speaking. But like Meta is not known for making products that people love to use. We all use Instagram. Like I'm on Instagram every day, even though I don't use Instagram very much. And it makes me feel bad. Like it doesn't make me feel great when I use it. But I'm still using it because it's like there is stuff I want to do on Instagram. I want to see what my friends are doing. Sometimes I want to see what like creative people I know are doing. But you have to like tolerate so much advertising to even wade through Instagram at all. And I think we have basically like zero reason to believe that threads isn't going to be exactly the same thing, whether that's eight months from now or a year and a half from now, if Meta was really generous, which they probably won't be like it is going to be an advertising machine. Like that is what threads is going to be for. Right. And they already have all our data. So they know how to advertise to you. It's not like they're like scraping a new user base. Like they've had information on us for decades. So this is going to be pretty seamless for them, at least. And I don't want to be cynical, but I do feel like Sure, threads will be around as long as Meta's around. But at the same time, I'm like, will it be fun? Will people want to use it? Or will people just feel like resigned to using it because there's nothing better out there? Yeah. And that's like kind of the weird. I mean, it's so depressing, right? Like that's the space that like Meta thrives in is they're like, well, you're here and like we have your attention and we have like everybody in the universe. So like you can't really go anywhere else. Like you don't really have an alternative. And they're great at that. I mean, it's a little bit soul crushing to think that that's their whole corporate strategy. But it's like super funny that they've made all these like clone apps and everything over the years. And like, this is the one that people are actually cheering for. (laughs) Like the fact that, I mean, I've seen this again and again, but it is a really obvious thought. We all knew Meta was going to make a Twitter competitor. As soon as Elon Musk took over, it was like, of course Meta was going to do that. It was obvious. But like now we're all like, yes, Mark Zuckerberg, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) we want to see the fight. We want to see Mark Zuckerberg, like, God, you know, beat the shit out of Elon Musk or whatever (laughs) in the the MMA match. And it's like, we're rooting for Mark Zuckerberg, which would have been absolutely unthinkable in like 2020, even 2021, probably. God, I know. I know. It's like the best rebranding that Mark Zuckerberg has ever had has just been like Elon Musk being an idiot. Like, Zuck himself has not had to do anything. He just had to sit back and relax and watch Elon Musk blow up Twitter. It's true. Their PR teams probably had like a much easier time in the last like year and a half, just like watching (laughs) some of this stuff slowly build. I know. Yeah. So it's pretty dark, though, to be like, I'm rooting for the, the billionaire that sucks, but sucks less right now in this moment. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the billionaire that like is at least kind of like a reliably like boring billionaire. Like I don't agree right? with most of his decisions, but he isn't like ruining the thing I want to use. And he isn't like publishing misinformation to his own platform. Like at least he's boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, he's Mark Zuckerberg. Right. He's dull. A billionaire who doesn't post. I, I hate to say it, but I do appreciate that. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is his entire personality, <laughs> I think. And it's like, I feel like he's very encapsulated by the Facebook color, like the blue of Facebook, like that color blue. It's like a little gray. It's like a little dingy. Yeah. That's like Mark Zuckerberg's whole brand. You know, and you're like, he's just, <laughs> he's just a reliable dude with like an, he's just like an inoffensive shade of blue. He's just there. He's there. <laughs> Just like Meta, it's it's just there. It's true. It's just there, and we're all going to be using it, I guess. What do you think is going to? Are people going to be using it six months from now? You think it's going to stick around? I really think it depends on the state of, I guess, like Twitter itself at that point, and also you know how many other apps like exist. I do think that Threads has a real like leg up on Blue Sky and Mastodon and Spill and whatever other apps exist. I feel like there's a new one every day. But they do have a leg up just because, you know, it's so integrated with Instagram, which is an app people do use every day. Like I, for a while, for example, was like using Blue Sky every day and then I kind of fell off and then Twitter was bad again. So I went back to Blue Sky and like that was so dependent on Twitter being bad versus 
threads, like it's right there. It's right next to Instagram. I'm on Instagram anyway. May as well check threads. So I guess we'll see. Totally. Yeah. Also, I think it depends on the state of advertising. It doesn't need to be, like you said, it doesn't need to be good. It mm-hmm. just needs to be less bad than other stuff. And I think that kind of sums it up. Well, I think we're out of time for today, but thank you for joining us, Morgan. I'm sure we'll be back here to talk about this because I do think whether people continue to use it or not, like they're using it right now, like Threads is going to stick around for the long haul. Unlike a lot of other Facebook products, Mm -hmm. I do think like the advertisers are just going to chill there. And I think it's going to be around whether we like it or not. So I guess we'll we'll have to talk about it. I think we'll just be resigned to using it like every other app out there. Yep. That sounds about right. Well, thank you for your time. (laughs) Anytime. And now the top headlines from the slow holiday week. Twitter has been pulling some downright hilariously bad product moves this week, especially in light of the thread's launch. To wit, it introduced rate limits for how many tweets users could read, giving preference to blue subscribers by a wide margin. This broke a lot, but most notably it messed with TweetDeck, Twitter's own product. Galaxy Brain Elon definitely came up with this plan that also limited how many ads its actual logged-in users could see. Meanwhile, Twitter also made having an account mandatory for viewing tweets, replacing the pop-up that previously showed up if you looked at more than just a bit of the site and encouraged you to sign up. Another genius move that ignored the immense value there is in providing access to people not logged in for at least a brief time, particularly for brands and advertisers. More on both of these moves and their near-immediate reversals from Yvonne Mehta and Manish Singh on TechCrunch. On-demand delivery company DoorDash will offer its workers an hourly rate, something forced by a ruling in NYC that requires them to do so. The scheme DoorDash cooked up to adhere to the law while not hurting their bottom line is convoluted, though. Basically, it's a time-based rate that begins accruing as soon as the driver accepts an order through the app and ends when they drop it off, a sum which the company says will more or less match what drivers make when they opt to use the existing pay-per-delivery framework. More on this from Rebecca Bellin on TC. Threads definitely won the online popularity contest this week, but one sizable audience isn't participating directly. The Meta app won't yet launch in the EU, mostly because it asks users to share a lot of their personal info. And Meta slash Facebook are already embroiled in a huge amount of legal wrangling with European regulators over exactly these kinds of trespasses. You can learn more about it on TC from Natasha Lomas. That's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. You can read all of the stories we talked about at TechCrunch.com. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and review. And join us at Disrupt in San Francisco this September. We have some amazing guests. Like Shaq, he's on the main stage, and you can save up to $600 when you buy your pass now through August 11th. You can also save 15% on top of that with promo code CRUNCH. Visit techcrunch.com slash disrupt to learn more. And finally, don't miss our other TC podcasts. We have found equity and chain reaction. See you next week. The TechCrunch podcast is hosted by myself, managing editor Daryl Etherington. We're produced by Maggie Stamitz with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator. Alyssa Stringer leads audience development and Henry Pickovit manages TechCrunch's audio products. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.